You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. You're listening to Sloth Talk, a PBE podcast about the great sloths of San Antonio. And now, here are your hosts, Bosox727 and 209 Tacos. Ah, Craig. Craig is the best. Craig is back. to the party. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna do our, uh, intro now. This, uh, this is the intro. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course, uh, before this, I'm gonna cut in the, you know, Sloth Talk Guy intro, which, uh, you guys, did you guys all hear that? I know Slim did. I've talked to him about it. I did. It sounds pretty dope. Pretty dope, right? I was trying to go for a, a, a Sam Elliott type of uh, Texas-sounding voice. I think it came across pretty well. The dude was really cool. If I, uh, if I do anything else, I'm going to definitely use him again. But uh, anyway, so uh, you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves? Or you want me to kick it over to Bo Sox? Introduce yourselves, boys. Okay. I'll, I'll go first since he mentioned me. Uh, so I am, <clears throat> I am Bo Sox. I am the co-GM for the Sloths, uh, and I am I am Bobby McDonald, who finally is a good player, um, and made his full first All Star game last year. So that's exciting. Won his first award, uh, and took a dump in the playoffs. So <clears throat> that's that's me. <laughs> Overwatch zero zero nine, Slim Duggan bring in the heat i kind of do so great in the playoffs either so i feel so sucks and speaking of not doing so great in the playoffs yeah um (laughs) ultima uh the artist formerly known as robert sandberg yeah i had uh i i had a pretty good season last year but then literally showed up for the first game and then didn't show up any time later there were a lot of victims of uh bad playoff performances last season that's kind of like the title of last season it's kind of i feel like it's kind of been the thing last couple of seasons like do pretty good in the season playoffs or kind of meh so uh so let's let's get this out of the way first guys uh you guys all had really good seasons last year and obviously uh got some awards you guys want to Go over your awards and uh, how you feel, and are you gonna are you gonna hold up your title this upcoming season? Uh, I'll bite the bullet first. I uh, was very honored to get Silver Slugger. Um, uh, not not to kind of pump myself up, but it was kind of obvious about halfway through the season when I kind of easily broke away from the pack. Um, I don't really think there was another third baseman close until the very end statistic-wise, so it was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, I became really interested in seeing if I could go for the double-double with the Golden Glove, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that I was a very close second for that. Uh, A little bit disappointed I couldn't get it, but then again, I'm never going to say no to an award. And takes us back. Wait, what? Take back my award. I don't want it. <laughs> no, I want this. Um, 
And I do not believe I'll be repeating this season just because of the new platooning, which I guess we'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, Slim? Oh, Slim, go ahead. (laughs) You got it? It's a Slim one reliever of the year. And uh, I'm a little jelly about it, but he's the first... uh, He's the first one from our draft class, I believe, to any, win any kind of major awards, uh, which is quite an accomplishment. We're only season 16. Slim killed it this year, though. He was literally a god. Slim absolutely deserved it. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he wrecked. And I believe towards the end, there was a, quite a bit of talk from myself included that he could potentially uh, have the double-double of both best reliever and best pitcher i know he was up for both yeah he got he got 15 ish i think votes and uh pitcher of the year you know every time you say double double i just think of in and out <laughs> for sure it's all i think i came in James. fifth or sixth for yeah, uh pitcher of the year which is pretty fucking remarkable it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty nice yeah oh yeah well, I mean, I don't want to come off uh, a little too egotistical, but I was surprised how close it actually was for reliever of the year. That second place guy, he got a lot of votes. He got a lot of votes. And I looked at his stats and I'm like, what? He had more saves. That's it. Uh, I, I think he had a slightly lower ERA, but like all the other peripherals like weren't even close. So I don't know. I'm just happy to win, but I was uh, I was surprised that he got so many votes being on. Uh, what team was he on? Who was who was the second guy, Colby Kid, or who? No, I think it was Shower Handle. Oh, Shower Handle. Oh. I I want to say Florida, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Shower, yeah, I was. Shower, no, Shower Handle's the Crabs. Uh... Oh, okay, same thing. Mm. <laughs> the problem for pitchers and Ryan Rose runs into this all the time, is that it seems like a large majority of the voters, all they look at is ERA. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because baseball operations people have moved so past ERA. They haven't looked at ERA in like 20 years. But it's still something that our voters look at. I mean, Rose was better than Styles in every way possible except for ERA. And he lost. Yeah. So it just sucks. So uh, for my, for my award, I also won Silver Slugger, and uh, at shortstop, which is a pretty big deal, I think. Um, didn't really come close in Gold Glove, though. I had a decent defensive season, and uh, I think sixth place in MVP, and Sandberg got fourth place in MVP. So even better. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually very pleasantly surprised about that because uh, I remember reading some media pieces, you know, throwing my name out there. And I thought, eh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get, you know, maybe a few votes, maybe actually have my name up there. But then to see I actually got in the top five, I was like, oh, wow, Uh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, you, you had a really good season. I did, and not going to lie, I'm kind of nervous. It probably will be my last good one. I think you got a couple of good more seasons in you. You're, 
I mean, you're only in your first season of regression. You're still true. You're still what, like twelve hundred TP or something like that? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'll be back to twelve hundred after this update. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that was about where you were last year. It's not like you've changed that much, you know. True. So, you know, if if the sim likes you, you'll have some another good season. <laughs> Pretty much what the sim does is the sim's like, oh no, you're going to have a great regular season, and then you're just going to absolutely suck in the postseason. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> in, in the testing that I did, um, you did really well. Actually, the testing that I've done so far, our hitters are having awesome seasons in season 21. Um, McDonald, Poe, bring in a lot of power. Sandberg had a good season. Um, Nick Wilson actually had a good season too. So, Juosu posted that one sim she did where Tomato Turtle had 40 home runs. Like, that's nuts. Jesus. Dude, Turtle, uh, well, Turtle's got 100 power on both sides, I think. And, you know, he, he's just, you know, he just wants dingers. So, that's perfect for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Camden had a good season too in my testing. Which is funny because like I think we were two thirds of the way through the season or so and he was he was in general chat just lamenting how this new build means that he sucks now. And uh he ended up having like at the time he was like, you know, top fifteen in war that he was that he was saying that he sucked, and he ended up putting up four point nine war last year. I mean, I know he didn't have the batting averages that he had before, but he had a lot more power. I mean, he still batted 290. He just had won the batting title the year before, which I guess yeah. is probably what he compared it to because he had batted 329 and 338 the previous two seasons. He won it this season, too. For sure. But, I mean, no. for, for the archetype he picked, he did really well. I mean, if you wanted to have a 300 batting average, he could have picked, you know, sure. Miss the streak or i think handy gets a pretty good batting average too but uh but i mean his his iso like jumped through the roof compared to previous seasons you know andy started stealing bases too so yep know. yep i mean he put up 21 doubles and 26 home runs last year those were career highs so <laughs> i ended up having a pretty damn good season i think yeah and i like having um i like having a little bit more traditional leadoff guy in our in our lineup. I think it's fun to have some guy. I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the league, but he uh, he definitely stole some bases and did it at a pretty good rate. Yeah, for sure, for sure, he did. I mean, you know, it's the first time anyone's been stealing bases on a regular basis for this loss since the single digit seasons. I think mm-hmm. only one guy uh, Malatesta ever did before for this loss. So. Yeah, and um, I think he improved it this offseason. So, um, and Matata's got some speed as well. So we might see a, a new era of speedy sloths. It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our lineup, our, our whole team just looks super solid. Oh, yeah. We'll be right up there competing. We're about, I think I saw 100 TP defi- behind Death Valley to start the year. Yep. Well, and you guys, the biggest news is that Manbro did an update this morning. I know. It's oh, amazing. Snap. Manbro has come back to life. Yeah. 
uh, that update pushed him over 1500 TPE too. Yep. So, uh, he like, yeah, his, he's looking really good. I, I checked his update and he's, uh, he's going to be a really solid pitcher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. We only got room for one scrub pitcher on this team. Ah. I think you're going to have a big leap this year. I think you're going to have. I think so too. I, I'm I'm just fasci- f- being facetious about it. I mean, I thought you did pretty good last year. I two point eight war. You know what? I had I had there was like there was like one week where it was like two sims where uh, Bobby Darren was just bad, and even while playing, you know, in the not hot category, air quotes here, not hot. Uh, the there was an on-stream game against OBX where Daring had like ten strikeouts, right? Oh, was that the and complete game? Yeah, it was the complete game. And then nice. we come out of the sim, and I'm like, "All right, baby, I'm going into the hot category." Still stuck in the not hot category. <laughs> so it just it just shows you how bad OBX was. But uh, yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the season for uh, for my player. Um, Slim and I are now over twelve hundred, so we're mm-hmm. getting uh, we're going to be big boys. Well, yeah, Slim. I think Slim was already a big boy, honestly. Okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little odd being taken in uh, fantasy this year. Yeah, I, I got you, and Takas was not impressed. <clears throat> yeah, you were part yeah, of my first uh, up there too. He uh, he picked just before me. Bosox did. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Slim here because I know Tacos was just about to." And he's right on, man. I was I had it all set up. I had it already pasted into the text. Uh, I was like, "I've got him. It's mine." Yeah, in my group, I was gonna take myself, but I didn't want to like go too early on going for myself because that just seems stupid. But uh, you miss out. The same thing happened to me. The round I was gonna pick myself, bend over from our minor leagues, yeah. got to me first. Sam, I was like, when, when did you draft Slim? <laughs> uh, so that was part of my. So I was the fifth. So I I essentially did it back to back. So I took Slim, and uh, who did I take with him? It was I took Slim, and I took a McDonald. Oh, nice. So you, took a, you took him early, early, early. <laughs> I did, but no. Here, here's the here's the real big shocker. I didn't take myself this year. What? Whoa. What? I I, I did, but mostly mostly just because I'm a little nervous about what my numbers are going to be with with platooning. And after getting that taste of second place, I'm like, you know what? If it's an all sauce team, I'm actually still going to try. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one who went for an all sauce roster this year. I a think. bunch of guys did. Yeah. yeah, I've half I've half slots. I have four slots, so that's that's yeah, me fun. too. <laughs> I think I have one. Oh, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I have. Uh, I took McDonald in the first round, so there you go, both socks, and I got Poe, and um, I believe I got Camden too. Yeah, I, I don't. Have... I have Poe, Camden, Rose, and Slim. So, yeah, Rose went first overall in my group. I wanted to take him, Same. but 
Yeah, Didn't I don't know why, I don't know what the, what the what the hell our group is doing, Tacos, because they let Rose slip to four to me, and I was like, oh. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, my buddy Brain, he's he's got he's got a big man crush on on Rose. I was surprised he took James Love. I think that's what was going through my head when I repicked Love. I was like, oh yeah, he got Rose. But he, no. um, anyway, so how do you guys think? Uh, I mean. You guys just did your season predictions. I just did mine this morning. I have us going second in the uh, in the West. I do too. Uh, I pretty much copied what Juosu posted, though. Um, I, I did mine too early, I think, because I did I'm, it before the Crabs traded uh, Jose forty three, and I, I would have put him lower now, but that sucks. I'm still the coin flip between us and Death Valley. I don't know if this is the year to pull the trigger and put us at number one. But man, it's I did. Close. You did. Yeah, we're testing wow. the, the same win totals. So I said, "Fuck it, go for my team." We are what, like seventy-nine, eighty wins. How how many how many CPE are we behind them? Do you guys know? I think like a hundred. We Whoa. just are, yeah. And we just got another seventy or so from Manfrom. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm about to post a huge one for Sunday too. So. I th- I'm. I hope maybe with me we can match right up with them. Yeah, imagine if we end up with the exact same TP. That would that would be awesome. It blows my mind. I was looking at some transactions. It's been a really busy off season. I don't know if you guys. Uh, oh yeah, I mean. Expansion I mean, I know play, you do Botox, but uh... <laughs> it makes expansion plays a big part of that. I mean, but there's a... been some crazy moves like. Like that Jose forty three deal you're talking yeah. about. I mean, total fleece job. Providence got a, <laughs> a bag of balls for that guy, and they yeah. retained half his salary. I mean, I'm not calling for like head office approval of every trade, but that doesn't seem good for the health of the league that teams can just dump players like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. that I, mean, I had a, I had a problem with that trade. I feel like they could have gotten so much more for, I mean, freaking number two TP guy in the league. I mean, yeah, they're basically like going full tank mode. We're just going to dump salary and we're still going to retain half the salary. And all we got was an inactive season 15 guy at 600 TPE and a pick. Like, yeah. picks aren't worth as much as they used to be, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's not a first rounder, it's just not worth a whole lot. And, and then I saw that somehow. Death Valley was able to sign Dusty Collins, a free agent, and they paid him fourteen and a half million in season twenty-one. When everyone's supposed to be having cap issues, like I, I'm just like scratching my head. I don't understand how stuff like that happens. But they got a damn good pitcher. Yep. DVS so DVS got a DVS, you know. They're just somehow just, still always. How do they have cap room though? Like that's a fourteen five. That's a big hit. I swear they always have cap room. I mean, this team has, let's see, this team has 13 players above 1,100 TPE. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was left scratching my head on some of those moves. It's like, man, I know we're building something special and we're doing it in-house. But when you see yourself getting closer and then somehow the team that you're chasing down just magically gets better, it's like, whoa, like... That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean they're 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 good at it. They they know what they're doing there. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I saw that um 
there was also an issue about the um, the balance team being a new thing, and that prior to that, it was balancing was held by handled by the sim team, which you know balancing is very arcane and detail oriented, and you're kind of seeing the secret sauce of how stuff's put together. And then I found out Person Man was the guy in charge of that, and he's the GM of the team. And it's like, whoa, that shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Yeah, I don't know a whole... I, I saw some stuff about that, but I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'm not going to comment. <laughs> I don't yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to lose here. I'm just saying that I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good that they decided to take that out of the hands of some people that are attached to GM positions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's doing it now? The balance. Uh, There's a new team that handles it. Is that the team Separ- that Faust is on? Yes. No, he, he Isn't he? Some, was some team. I don't know what team he's on. There's a team that they started last season that is in charge of balancing the yeah, league variables. Yeah. Uh huh. Like how often oh, okay. doubles happen, hit by pitch rate, stuff like that, that are league wide variables that the oh, sim yeah, engine that, uses. I think that is then, yeah. Prior to that, the sim team was doing that. And some guys that were on the sim team were also GMs, so they got a peek yeah. behind the curtain of what was happening. Which, you know, that's kind of a conflict of interest. So I'm glad they yeah. did that. Yeah. I mean, technically, I'm on the sim team. Te- technically. Uh, well. Sort of. Are you though? No, he's he's really not. <laughs> no. I have a I have one I have one little channel in there that says graphics, and that's kind of. Kind of where I hover. It's kind of like the little head pats they give you. It's like, yeah, sure, you can have the title. Yeah, sure. yeah. It feels like I'm back in high school. They just kind of yeah. nod at me, like, yeah, okay, what's up, kid? <laughs> just do the work, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> God. Wow, that's too true, right there, man. Yeah. Getting flashbacks. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little PTSD. Um. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what else. Uh, what else do we have to go over here? Um. I know we've kind of been skirting around a little bit the uh, Matata and Abbott um affecting the Robert Sandberg uh this season. Yes, the it's, Robert uh, Sandberg. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no other way to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, I mean, Matata's at almost 800 TP now, but so. He's uh, finally, finally in the majors, and then, and then Abbott's about six hundred. So they're both up, and Abbott will be platooning at both third base and in right field. I think that's where uh, Matata's playing. Yeah, Poe plays left, Camden center. Matata will play right. So Sandberg and Matata will each play like ninety games, and then Abbott will play like forty com- combined with the two positions. So. Hmm. And then we still have the uh, old reliable Chimp and Stan uh, duo at, at catcher. Yeah. You mean yeah. MVP caliber Chimp? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that guy's a god. <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Make, is he going to make his fourth All-Star game this year? <laughs> For sure. He will. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing when he did that. I, uh, I give him shit in, in ISFL for it. But oh well, he just uh, keeps on rocking. Yeah. 
yeah, he, uh, I, I don't get it, but man, every year he just plays way better than he should, which is fine with me. I like it, but, uh, wow. Good for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that finally happened for my player. I played way over my head last year and I feel sorry for the guys that drafted me because I'll be good, but I'll probably never have another season like I had last year. Do you think last year for us was more of just us finally coming into our prime with the core? Or do you think maybe it was people not really fully expecting the archetypes as they are? That's kind of what I've been wondering. Couldn't it be a little bit of both? I mean, I'd love a little bit of both. Because everybody is starting to come come to their prime right now like the the window is open right we said that last season yeah, he's in the window yeah. the window opened last season i think and you know yeah one game yep. away from the, one game away from the world series so you know yep. i think that, and now, now it's wide open you know so yeah and i mean i don't want to be too arrogant but i think we were a better team than new york oh, i think so stretch, too. absolutely i think but so too those first three losses just tough to come back from that and we almost did but i mean if we win any of those first three games i think that we easily take that series if the robert sandberg would hit 200 oh my god (laughs) it's god it was so infuriating because i just it's it's like looking into my soul i'm like i have it here why don't i come out at least uh well i i struck out 22 times in the playoffs so uh, wow That's that's a thing that happened. Uh, yeah, RNG gonna... just hated us. Well, yeah. that's the that is the one downside of the freak and the big man is that I feel like because they're such power builds, they're going to be more volatile than contact or on base builds. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the risk you take with it, and you know, it's kind of feast or famine when you're hitting dingers all. You know, when your offense is built around hitting balls out of the park. You're going to have games where you put up 11, and you're going to have games where you strike out 20 times, you know? Yup. Yep. So, unfortunately, we just kind of hit a flat spot there. and um, But, I mean, it was still a great season. I don't care. I still hit Joey Sloth face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought we would get to their pictures more than we did, but... We didn't, so they actually went with a four man rotation in the playoffs. Yeah. So all, all their guys are completely rested, which was about the opposite of when teams go two man rotations. So. For sure. But um Yeah, I I mean I think it's funny because it seemed like from stuff I read on the forums and stuff in the chat on the Twitch stream that a lot of people were all about the freak. And then when they actually got their player to be a freak, they were underwhelmed with the results. But we basically rolled out a team of freaks and set a bunch of offensive records. So I don't think there's a problem with the archetype. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, yeah, I don't know where that really comes from. Because sure, I mean, batting average is probably down, but that's you know, it's kind of par for the course. The it's a power build. The what the BABIP cap for it's what 60. So, I mean, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and the uh, the avoid case isn't great either. So yeah, it's you're... like sixty five, I think. So yeah, you know, I don't know if you like you can't expect the freaks to you know. Well, the problem is is that every time, you know? I think the problem is is that when they put the archetype out, they put like players that are supposed to be like that in parentheses afterwards. Yeah, and people saw Griffey and they're like, oh, okay, Griffey batted three hundred and he hit home runs and he played awesome center field early in his career. And uh, I think it just put people like this expectation that they were going to be batting 300, 400, 500, you know, hit batting average slugging and or on base and slugging. And like when you look at the underlying ratings, that never was going to happen. Yeah, it's just unrealistic to expect that. I mean, no, no one's going to be there's no one player is going to be like completely dominant in, in this league. It's just not really you know, meant for that. There's there's always a cap yeah. with the TV, so yeah, yeah, and it's funny because there was a lot of talk about oh you know this is the fourth lowest batting average ever or whatever, but if you look at it, the slugging was like right around where it's always been, and because the slugging was where it was at, but the batting average was down, that means that players were hitting for more power. Their isolated power was much higher, so. Yeah, overall, batting average might have been down on the league last year, but guys were hitting home runs and extra base hits like never before, really. So, I mean, I I don't know. I don't think that it needs a major change. If anything, maybe if guys want to hit 300, they should pick a build that is a contact build. Yeah. I, I I agree. I mean, it's it's the result of a lot of freaks and a lot of big men on campus, and those are the two big power builds, and they're not going to be as good for contact. So that's that's what it is. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, when you combine that with a flamethrower being a viable build now, you know, you got guys that are hitters that are more prone to strike out, and you got, got guys that got are guys pitchers. Throwing- Guys throwing 104 out here, like slim. Yeah, <laughs> like in our in our index, it caps ratings at 100 for display purposes. But when you look in the actual engine, you can see what it's at. My stuff is 128. Like, wow, guys are gonna strike out, but they're also gonna take me out of the yard. But when you combine me, ha- like pl- players like me having a stuff rating that high, and you also have guys that have low BABIP and low max avoid Ks, they're going to strike out. So, I mean, I know that some of the brain trust was like, oh, this is an undesirable result, but I think it's better than guys batting 300 and hitting 35 home runs a year. That would just be ridiculously overpowered. Agreed. Yep. So, but I'm happy because I feel like as a team, we did our due diligence. And we saw like the direction that the meta was moving, and we fully embraced it. And I think we got pretty good results. We did. I, I, there's nothing to complain about. I mean, we we've been steadily improving each season. I think uh, Drew Osu posted today like we've gotten seven wins better like every season since like four seasons ago. So I think yeah, you know. Yeah, so we're, pro- we're, pro- we're projected to have almost 80 this season. So, Yeah, and I, I think it's funny because I notice sometimes in the stream that guys are like, oh, what's with 
you know, San Antonio's whole lineup is right-handed or, you know, yeah. what is, what is that all about? That doesn't seem fair. And it's like, yeah, you guys have the options to do, to maximize yeah. your home field advantage as well. Like it's not all ready. It. It's just turtle had to yeah. ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Turtle left. Turtle. Yeah. But he hits righties like most of his, uh, yeah, like he he splits to right very heavily. Yeah, at least for his contact aspect. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's just funny that there's just one of the things about the league that I scratch my head about is just there's so much whining and belly aching. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, we're on the internet, so that's just kind of how it goes, you know. Hard for the course, for sure. But like. I, you do this for fun, so I don't understand why people get the way that they do sometimes. I mean, you've seen all the, all the drama this offseason, you know, it's uh, simply it, can, can, can get crazy sometimes. I mean, it cracks me up when someone will go on the forum and write some like awful post about, you know, this team screwed me or my GM is a liar, blah, blah, blah. And they'll just like put people on blast for everyone to see. And then 10 minutes later, they write an apology post. It's like, yeah. what, what are you doing, dude? Like, it's, it's because they think that they can just air all these grievances in the same location where everybody knows who they are and they think they can just get away with it and just the very next day be like, oh, everything's fine again. It's like, no, we know who you are. You just basically shit on the organization. So why would we actually try to help you now? Yeah, I mean... I guess I'm showing my age, but like to me, it's like even if I'm pissed off, I'm gonna like think about it for a while before I say something. All Not go off half cock on the internet where things live forever. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, I guess it's always gonna be that way. I just noticed a lot more salt recently than usual. It's it's always been there. You just had <laughs> noticed it, but it's all certain. It's definitely always been there. I mean, but yeah, this offseason it was probably at its worst in a while. I'd say I agree. Yeah, there was there was quite a bit more salt at the beginning of this offseason than normal. Well, the, there was the whole uh, there was the post about the sig lengths. There, there was that which caused some. Uh, oh yeah, some discourse. And, uh, Man, some people had really strong opinions about being like their rights were being infringed because they couldn't have like you know fifteen hundred vertical pixels worth of uh, signature. Yeah, I for one, I'm so glad the Fed office did that. I hate when like I have to scroll and scroll and scroll for like there's one sentence and there's like fifty times as much signature. It's like it's just dumb. And I'm you a guy that has a lot of signatures. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I'm not a, not not a fan of the long signatures, so I I was fine with that rule. But yeah, people do not take too kindly to that. My uh, my favorite off season scandal was the I don't have time for this. Well, it was, oh that was yeah, the, that it was, was by far it was the big big one. Yeah. Oh, uh, HG said that right. Yeah, uh, HG Johnny. Johnny, yeah, wow. yeah. Wasn't that some? Wasn't that some guys from another league just shit posting or like spamming or something? Uh, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, guys, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was somebody it was, from another league, 
but I do think he had a player here. Uh, no, so yeah, he has a player on Detroit, uh, but he's he's a GM in the ISFL, and he for some reason his ISFL friends were spamming the PVE Discord for some reason, and they told him to stop, and they didn't. And apparently, so then they got banned. Yeah, then they got banned, and then he had this whole conversation with Johnny, and uh, he was just complaining about and. Uh, Johnny was, after a while, a little bit cold, and uh, just <laughs> kind of gave up on the conversation and did not. Uh, the guy did not take very kindly to that. And then he messaged uh, HG, who uh, pretty much had the same reaction as Johnny did, and then he said, "I don't have time for this," and that's where <laughs> the infamous. Hey, man. Good on them. I mean, I don't understand why somebody basically trolling should be given even a reason why they were banned. I mean, you're gone. It was only like a that. temporary ban, too. Like, it wasn't a full out, you can never post here again. But, like, but, like, what I read was like, first the guy screen caps a bunch of like DMs and posts them, which is totally a freaking loser thing to do, in my opinion. And then secondly, he's like, show me in the league bylaws where this is illegal, this is allowed. And, you know, yeah, your leadership is think. just, your leadership is just taking advantage and is, is just power hungry. And it's like, go away, man. Like they got rid of someone that was spamming. Like, good. Like I'll, I'll golf clap for that. Like, you don't, uh, why should, why should that be a big deal, man? It was just weird. Also, just people just wanted to raise a stink. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Was, it was really, I mean, it really wasn't a big issue. It just got turned into the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues in league history for no reason. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite thing. That's why it's my favorite. It's total nonsense that everybody freaked out about. Very 2020 post. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so is there you know, like bad blood? between these like fake sports leagues or like competition or like what, what is the dynamic there? I mean, I mean I, I, kind of, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I there's can't. a lot of people that are, there's a lot of people that are in both leagues, but like for some certain users in each league kind of hate <sighs> the other league for some reason. I don't really know why, but I mean, there's really no reason. I mean, they, there's really no reason to hate the other league, but whatever. Can't know. we all just get along? I know the crossover. Right? The crossover between the leagues though is so tremendous. That I just, you know, yeah. I go into ISFL and I know like half the fucking people there, mm-hmm. or at least recognize the names. And uh, I don't get why, why. I don't know. It's it's just more petty bullshit. Is really all it is. I think also you know the leagues are slightly different. Uh, you know the way they do things like. The biggest one for me between the between PBE and ISFL is the way they grade graphics. You know, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, and, he was going to mention this or something. I'm not even in that league, and I have heard him loudly complain about the graphic yes, grading. He is not I, a fan. <laughs> I, I I'm I, well. I have gotten my sevens. I have gotten my sevens uh, grades, but at first I was like, this is kind of bullshit. 
but overall i don't it doesn't it doesn't really bother me because you know you pump out five graphics you're gonna make more than enough money over there same thing over here you know graphics is the way to make tons of bank but uh i don't know there's just uh, there's there's guy there's a there's an isfl uh graphics discord and i've been in there when they're ragging on pbe's grading system for graphics and i'm just like who cares if you like making the graphics make the graphics make the money like oh i spent an hour doing this i should get more than 600k and i'm like fuck off just do it i think i had a point and i think i missed that point but uh, yeah yeah i mean the graphic grading system here is very simple and I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. I think that we already have enough jobs in the league that we really don't need to like actively look to create more greater jobs and all that. I think that would end up having to happen. And I don't know. I mean, when you're talking about art, it's like aesthetics, you know. Like some grader might think that signatures that are almost all black are awesome. And always give those a good grade. And then, you know, other guy that put in a lot of work, but he didn't like the style of it. He wouldn't. I, I, I just think it's it's probably better just do it a flat way that we do it. And yeah, yeah. it's not a ton of money, but whatever. If you I do mean, the work, two, you make two money. Mil a, 2.4 mil a week is nothing to sneeze at. Like, no, you can I, make a good you can make a good fake baseball living on that. That's basically been the majority of my income because. Yeah. I don't have a job. Apparently, the league doesn't want to hire me because all three jobs I applied for, I've never even gotten a response. So, yeah, I totally give you bad references too. Whenever they it's ask fine. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, I don't need a job because uh, I got I got my other cash flow sorted out. So I don't think I need a job now. You got the twitters. You got the graphics. Yeah, uh, you got a you got a podcast now paying you out four million a, a pod a week. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what do you guys think of the new? Uh, there was a bunch of that was another source of uh, a lot of salt was the change to those podcast yeah. rules. That was a more recent one. Uh, it was just a lot of it was this week. And I uh, thought it was I mean, hilarious I, how they were like no more garbage podcasts, and they specifically yeah. called out two users. <laughs> 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 I, ESO. I think it was ESO and TARDIS, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah, but dude, they have every, like five hour long podcasts. Yeah, every and time. And it's like in the middle of the night, <laughs> and it's just drunk ESO, and he's just talking and he's just bullshitting. Yeah, and they're a lot of fun. I've been on, I've been on it a bunch of times. Uh, you know, my the the first rendition of the podcast changes I didn't like because it was like one million for an hour podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's too low. And I was like, no, 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 Like, I'll keep doing them, but I don't like that at all. Now, the way it is, is it's four million. You can't bunch it all together. So we can't bunch it all together and give, you know, Sandberg here 16 million or whatever. But, I mean, hey, he, he got a bonus this season He from the team. He doesn't need extra money. Oh, he did. I mean, I'll, I'll never turn down money. Yeah, I got a bonus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was it two and a half mil? Uh, I think it was just two mil. You're very, very, very generous to his broke ass, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, now it's four <sighs> mil. Everybody gets four mil. 
there's no dividing up seven what was it seven seven point two or whatever they would divide up between yeah now it's just one mil per 15 minutes capped it capping at an hour yeah it makes it simple that i like before the one mil i was like that's bullshit that's that's that doesn't fly yeah you know sometimes these you gotta you gotta you gotta rake out the time where you can get a couple people together to bullshit um and then if you do any kind of extra editing the editing sometimes takes a long ass time on the audio because you have to listen to the whole thing and then you kind of listen to the whole thing twice because or three times because you've got to you know cut or splice or add or subtract and then re-listen to it again and see if you know you made it sound worse or not uh I well think that's because you're put- a perfectionist <laughs> most up, people up. just put their audio stream out there as recorded i don't think a lot of people are trimming and taking out pops and dead spaces i yeah i do i do go through and and trim out a lot of the dead spaces uh i blame that on skyfish though that motherfucker would say the dumbest shit and then stop and then interrupt somebody <laughs> bosox knows that we were doing that we were doing that uh draft podcast and it bosox's pick <laughs> And Skyfish is just like in the middle of his pick, just like talking over it. And Bosox just like stops. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to pick. It's just <laughs> typical Skyfish. Yeah. Well, but, you know, is he coming back? Take, these podcasts can take a lot of, a lot of effort to, to put out if you really want to. So, one mil, I was pissed. I wasn't pissed. I was upset. But I'm cool with four. Four is good. See, I'm going to take that out. That right there, I'm going to take that out. Yeah, that echo? Yep. That's all right, though. Actually, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't take it out so everybody hears it and is like, that would be good if you took that out. You make you make him just, like, want that perfection so you can feel validated? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I will say the uh, Jabs is doing this podcast network, right? Yeah. And um, I do think a lot of people subscribe to just his one page and get listen to all their podcasts there because uh, according to him, uh, one of our podcasts, I, I got 14 listens or something like that. And normally we only have, you know, five, six. And I think having them all centralized, more people are just put it on put it on in the background and do whatever you know they don't have to hop over to soundcloud and then hop back over to spotify and uh youtube or twitch which some people use for whatever reason uh i think i think that was a brilliant thing to do really simple thing way to go jabs yeah that was a good uh, idea yeah yeah and he does his little intros before which is really cool it, it feels very npr like um uh but yeah because i really i really like that so we'll keep uh keep up with jabs there i'm supposed to have jabs on my uh my what are we calling it now pbe tonight podcast so that should be fun we're gonna do a new thing on uh it's a graphics thing on the pbe tonight thing where we're gonna have the the guest pick out somebody to make a sig for right and 
they tell us the player, they get the render, and they go and they pick out the pictures, right? And then they go and they grab like five or six other random photos or 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 images, whatever, you know. And we are each gonna do a sig, brain and I are each gonna do a sig, and we must use the same photos. And we're not gonna we're not gonna reveal what we did until we're on the podcast and we'll post them both at the same time. So Slim, we should get you on on this. We should we should we could do a threefer on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. A little competition. A slight competition. I I've kind of I'm kind of uh, putting it more on like uh, you know you can really flex your creative brain thing with that you know like like what the hell are you gonna do with a with a pipe wrench you know how am I gonna incorporate that into a fucking sig you know what whatever yeah. whatever the image may be. I, I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be a cool little little thing, and then you can post it and get you know six hundred k out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, maybe. I'll I'll look into it when you guys get it going. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll bring you on. Bosox, learn how to learn how to learn how to code, bro. No, <laughs> I'm good. It's I'm been good. a couple weeks since I made any graphics, so really knock knock the dust off. Man, you're still rolling with Photoshop, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody's trying to talk me into switching to Affinity. Is that what it is? It's it's a one-time $50 fee program, you know, because Photoshop, you got to pay for monthly. And uh, I don't know. It looks like Photoshop, too. Like, it looks like Photoshop. Well, luckily for anyways, me, my anyways, girlfriend is going to San Diego State, so I get... A Photoshop complete, for for, yeah, it's like ten or fifteen bucks a month for everything. Yeah. I think I pay thirty dollars a month for everything because I'm a I'm a fool. Uh, but I, I mean, it's good. I've I've I use Premiere pretty often yeah. for my little videos, and I, dude, I use After Effects a ton. Oh yeah, I'm sure you're making all those motion graphic templates, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else? And I use Illustrator pretty often. Um, I'm supposed to be working on a, a Dynamo's logo for LBG. I'm supposed to have been doing it for the last two seasons. And all I have is a D with a lightning bolt in it. <laughs> but, uh, I was, I was working on that last night a little bit. But, uh, anyways, uh, there was one other thing, uh, I wanted to kind of go over that's more slots related. Uh, we just changed the ballpark dynamics a little bit. Uh, to help our, our righties crush yeah. home runs. You guys want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, it wasn't a huge change, but it actually, you know, it's pretty substantial. Something like 25 home runs, I, I think you yeah. also said. Yeah, like I'm, saying, I'm saying the change itself didn't look huge, but the results, oh. the results, yeah, went from, I think, average 212 homers for the team to 235. So it's a lot of homers. Yeah, I just hope I don't give up more. <laughs> so it did hit our pitching, but only slightly. Yeah. yeah. I think it pushed our ERA up 0.04. Oh, wow. That's not bad. But we scored I, a lot more runs, so. Good thing hey. I pumped up that uh, movement a bit this offseason. Gonna need that. But... All right, yeah, guys, what else? Good old uh, movement. 
good old movement. It's starting movement, to man. You just keep spending points in it, and you keep not seeing results. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. It sounds like uh, Diesel maxed out movement. I'm still giving up three home runs a game. Oh no. Yeah. So how about them new teams, guys? Ah, uh, yes. The we got a, a former sloth running a team now and our former GM, Tacos. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we don't need to talk about him. He's dead to me. Is he? <laughs> Why is he dead to you? Because he always needs to mention that Harvey Brinkley won a title before Bobby McDonald. Oh. I talked to him. And made, and made oh, an yeah. all-star game first. Ooh. Yeah, he likes doing that. Just throwing that shade. Yeah. Well, you know, Indy, uh, Indy went the, the young route, uh, I mean, for the, the whole time, whereas Kashima yeah. drafted all the uh, older players and then traded them all. So yep. both, the, both the teams are going young, so they won't really be a factor for like five seasons, but, you know, it's cool to have two more new teams in the league. Kashima was just mo- making moves like crazy. They made and like then they ended up fifty fucking trades. I don't know. And then they ended up like cutting some people that they had just moved, made moves to get. So I don't know what's going on there, but we'll see. I guess. So as for former slots going on uh, to teams, uh, Indy got uh, throwing no hands as well as bend over, and so and uh, Kashima got a. Uh, Rich Evans, I believe. So, yeah, yeah that's Evans. That's uh, that's who we lost this offseason. I'm unfortunate to lose those guys, but the team's still looking good. So, it could have been worse. Yeah, could have been worse. Like that was like the best scenario for the team. Yeah, it really was. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nice that we kept flowers. I know. Uh, I know that there was some interest expressed about him, but I, I think that maybe they were afraid he might go inactive or something. So we were able no, to keep him. He's already kind of gone inactive. He hasn't updated in over a month. So, Flowers yeah, really? yeah. But you know, so he still has to do his regression. He doesn't regress. Oh, okay. He's thirteen, like me and Rose and Manbro. Oh, yeah, so we're going to kick ass. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. We're going to kick ass. Our pitchers are going to be awesome, and our hitters are just going to be launching bombs out of the treehouse nonstop. Oh, you guys just reminded me. um, We fucked up. We're actually going to have to scrap this whole podcast and re-record this, you guys. We... What? I I messed up. I messed up. You're joking, um, right? I was told that we had to spend at least 50 minutes talking about and pumping up Julian O'Sullivan's. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Are you I'm sorry, Juosu. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. So, uh, she really did tell me this. She really did say, uh, Sullivan. Sullivan Hall of Fame career, a career respect uh, retrospective to suck my. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Oh, okay then. What? She did tell me that. She wants us to uh, to talk about Julian O'Sullivan and how amazing Julian O'Sullivan is. I mean, are there any words to describe that haven't already been said about the God? The God. I was. I was. You know. Uh, I. I was. She. She joked that we're gonna actually rename the the ballpark from the treehouse to Julian O'Sullivan something. And I was like, okay, why don't you just do the treehouse at Julian O'Sullivan Memorial Auditorium or whatever? The way you keep the treehouse, you you pump up O'Sullivan, and everybody's happy. Be like the treehouse with the O'Sullivan Field or what, something like that. The treehouse at yeah O'Sullivan Field. Yeah, I was I was trying to like, you know, memorial center or something but memorial kind of implies that they're dead so i know i know that's kind of she killed she killed the player he is dead and now it's dan antonio that's right o'sullivan did did his job now he's he's they basically just took him outside (laughs) buried him on the pitcher's mound (laughs) oh god Oh, that would be a, that would be a perfect uh, be a perfect championship week writing thing. It's like one of the one of the legends legends of the treehouse. Oh, like O'Sullivan is buried underneath the pitcher's mound. That'd be great. Right. I call that idea. Nobody else. Yeah, <laughs> now we're all gonna write about it. We're this. all doing it. We're all doing it. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to witness the dominance of O'Sullivan. I mean, I've seen the records and whatnot, but. By the time I joined the team, um, I think that was the last season before trading the corpse. Same. I saw the like last two or three seasons. No, we got we got uh we got to play two. Yeah, we got to play two seasons with O'Sullivan. Yeah, and then season seventeen, I believe O'Sullivan went to Nashville where. Still was good. <laughs> it is, you know, so 80 career war for O'Sullivan. Uh, that's a record that will not be beaten. I can confidently say that. 432 home runs, 1,335 RBIs. <laughs> Need I go on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, it's we supposed have, to be 50 minutes. 50 minutes of this. Oh, God. Well... Uh, 40, 48 home run season in season four, uh, one one twenty three RBIs that season as well. Damn, um, it, it it can't be overstated how I the, it's probably not possible for another player to have that great of a season ever again. Yeah, probably. I think the I think that was the no was that the season uh, that O'Sullivan didn't win MVP or was that season two with. The eight war. One of those two seasons, O'Sullivan somehow didn't win MVP. I think that was season two because I know O'Sullivan won it with the forty-eight home run season. Okay, because I know Juosu always uh, is, is is still salty about that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was season two. Vic Thunder won it uh, over over her. Like, like, is your, is your trophy case not big enough? Like, <laughs> no, it's never big enough. Jeez. 
Yeah, until San Antonio starts dominating, uh, I think that she's still going to be tied to that Juo Su, the Julian O'Sullivan batter, you know? Well, I mean, this honestly could be the season for a breakout. Nope, Chimp's, Chimp's holding uh, Stan back. Um, actually, not, <laughs> never mind. Stan's holding Chimp back. <laughs> Perfect way to phrase that. Yeah. No, I think San Antonio is going to get a lot better this year because it's finally, she's finally being able to put points into the other side of the split because that's what yep. was hurting the production. Because early oh, in the game, she, she's true. facing the batter that she wants, the pitcher she wants oh, to. Yeah, but true. when the bullpen comes in, um, all of a sudden the handedness changes, and you could look at the splits; they were really bad. So uh, it's going to get a lot better this year. Are you going to win the MVP this year, Bob Sox? I doubt it. Uh, uh, I'm going like, to predict that uh, James Love will probably win it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I don't know, because it always, it's always the guys that are, like, freaking three years into regression suddenly have awesome seasons. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Hunter Harrison. I noticed he was still taken in drafts a lot very early, and it's like I looked at the regression posting, and it's like, dude, it's going to lose like 400 TPE or something. He was already low. He's season eight. He, he, man, but he had a near MVP season last year, so I mean, I... yeah, for sure. But when you look at the last month of the season. It was bad for that guy. I mean, yeah. him and him and Jess had both, uh, you know, were three, four years into regression, and they had you know, the best seasons of their careers. So, yep. I wonder it's, what's going on with their ballpark. Uh, if they got like some kind of, you know, build that is definitely working in synergy, you know, because they really did perform amazingly well considering their TPE totals. Yeah, they, they definitely they definitely did, uh, and they're gonna. I mean, they're probably gonna freaking run the East Division this year because that division is fucking terrible. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I was looking at some teams there, and there is a kind of a wasteland of yeah. talent. I mean, it'll be them in Cancun, but like right now, the Voyagers are fifth in total TPE, and they're first in the East. So, but I mean, does Cancun really even keep it close though? Um, they can. I mean, <clears throat> they picked up uh, Raven Knox, Nate Pearson, Jasse this offseason. So they, they made some nice additions. I mean, they, they, they've got some regressing guys still, but they so, do. Do the, so do the Voyagers. So, I mean, the Voyagers Is are it? only up three, 300 TP in them. So, the, New York has way better pitching, though, right? Oh, yeah. They yeah, do. they do. Is it me or is it kind of unique for us to I, – I, maybe I just haven't been paying that much attention to it. But I feel like, especially since I've been around, there just, we haven't really made any kind of major trades or made any kind of major additions. It's all just been the farm system. 
No, we never, we haven't had to, like, and we haven't really had the ability to anyways, because we never have any money, but that's just because, <laughs> that's just because we've drafted so well and been able to, I mean. Like, I, I feel like we're just really unique because of that, and at, at, for me, not going to lie, I kind of wear that as like a little bit of badge of pride. Yeah, I think definitely. Like, like look at our roster right now. I think every player on the roster is homegrown. I think, except for Roberto Khan, because he was trained from from uh, uh, Cancun. Cancun. That was a few seasons ago. Now that was the whole drama. That was the whole Colby thing, right? Where no, that oh, actually, you're right. You're right. It was forget that was so long. It feels like so long ago now, but. Yeah, like he was playing center field, and <clears throat> Casey Colby was a relief pitcher. Yeah, Homer. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, I mean that's I think that's the only only guy on a roster that's that's that we didn't draft. So I mean, pretty impressive. It, it is. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. I mean, we we develop our own guys, and we keep them around too. Not not to take shots at Death Valley or anything, but I'll take a sh- I'll take a shot at Death Valley. <laughs> I don't like them. A lot of their you know three of their top five players are either trades or free agent signings. You know, Love Lafave and Fullman are all free agent signings for them. Dusty Collins as well. Uh, so Smitty Springfield. So they you know they have a lot of and not to say I mean they they've done very well and. You know they do a good job attracting free agents and somehow always having money. So that's what I don't get. But I don't really dig into the details of of their budgets. But it just blows my mind that they're able to well every the, every year add the most expensive free agent on the market. Like yeah, it's just crazy. Back, I mean, back with the old rules, they just abused the front loading system, which a lot of teams did. And now, I mean, you, now you can't really front front load as much anymore, or really at all. So. That, that's what makes cap. Well, I mean, the deal they signed this time was fourteen five in the first year and six half five in the second year. Oh, really? I mean, that I seems pretty front loaded. Yeah, you're right. It is. I I didn't see that. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the rules are because I, I think know. that there should only be like a twenty or twenty five percent variance from average annual value allowed. But yeah, I mean. The, because like used to have those structures where I think uh, the stars with uh, with XF's original player they did like fifty million in the first year and then like a million for the next like freaking seven years. <laughs> it's hmm. like, but you can't do that anymore. But I don't know exactly what the rules are, so you can still front load quite a bit. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's the same thing with. Um... Uh, Nashville acquired uh, Barack Obama, I think it was, and they front loaded the hell out of that deal. And there was people even saying in the in the post that, "Hey, that's not legal," but I guess it just skimmed under what was allowed. But it was so heavily front loaded. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That stuff's above my pay grade. It just looks weird when you see it. Yeah. So, uh, anything else we would like to cover? There's, uh, there's, there's one little thing I wanna, I wanted to bring up at the uh, very end here, and it's kind of a, a pat on, a pat on our back 
uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed in the podcasting community that there are now two other team orientated podcasts. I don't know if you guys. I did notice that. Yeah. There's a Sarasota one, right? There's, is there a Sarasota one? There's no, a Kashima so. one and a Rougarou. New Orleans. One. New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say that, you know, we are fucking trailblazing trendsetters, guys. Like, look at this. Look at what we yeah, started. Yeah, we are. So, Bosox, we're awesome. All yeah, this we're pretty good. A fucking spinoff of HG. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, HG really restarted the podcast game because when, when I originally joined, there was no podcast. There was, there was really he, not much at all. So. He, really, he really did. He really did. And, uh, seems like everybody like everybody's doing podcasts now like every day i log on there's yeah. one maybe two podcasts yeah, they're all just pretenders to us they I are i can't keep up with all of them yeah i you know what some of the um i mean not oh my god i got another truck here are you serious do these guys know it's saturday do these guys know i'm recording sloth talk right now how dare they i know I mean, now you gotta away. like weigh the truck. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, guys. Uh, yeah, HG. HG's popping it off with the uh, podcast revivals. Uh, I feel like everybody's doing them now. There's, there's, uh, there's even rookies doing them. Like we had two, two guys who I think are brand new to the league, do a podcast. There's, awesome. there's like, there's like three of them now. There's like three, three brand new guys in the league that just did podcasts. That's a good way to make money now. It's a great way to make money. Oh man, could you imagine if we, yeah, four million from this, right? And then you get two point four from doing your four graphics. You get your what, one hundred fifty k, three hundred k, whatever it is from doing your PT. You get your million a week from Twitter. We're rolling deep, bros. Yeah, and that's before even writing any media. Exactly. Which I never do. Same. Bosox writes media. I write my one media per year. So. If you wait for All double right, money. Uh. Shall we end it, no. or do you guys want to? You guys want to keep going? I mean, I, I got fifty minutes of of uh, fifty minutes of just praising. And we need to do uh, that. You know what? We're gonna have to admit that she's gonna have to just take it. <laughs> what we've done yeah, uh, you can you can deal with the show so I'm, you, you have enough you've gotten enough praise in your time here you know yeah all right actually i gotta step away if you guys want to uh ask her to kick out craig that's fine with me if you guys want to keep going that's cool too i'll be back yeah i gotta i gotta split too so all right then we will, i guess that's uh, that yeah <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.